Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Good day, brethren. For quite some time, this topic has been in my mind. This topic is about Babylon. What is Babylon? It's commonly used, it's a commonly used term in the church today. And in this um, exposition, we want to talk about what Babylon really means. Different dimensions of Babylon. Is Babylon a concept? Is it a philosophy? Is it a city? Is it a system? Is it an empire? So let's talk about this topic. What indeed is Babylon? The word Babylon, B-A-B-Y-L-O-N, is derived from the Hebrew root word Babel, B-A-B-E-L, meaning confusion. So Babylon is from a Hebrew root word called Babel, and it means confusion. The Tower of Babel was built here in the city of Babel. Genesis chapter 11, verse 2 and verse 9. In this exposition, we are not going to read so much from the Bible. But I'll give Bible references so that you can do the search yourself. It's better you open the Bible yourself and read it out there. I'll be slow so that you won't miss the references. So Babylon is also the Greek rendition of Babel. Babylon, as used in the scriptures, can mean any of the following depending on the context. It depends on where it is used and how it is used in the Bible. For we begin to say, oh, Babylon or Babel represents this. As a city, a country, or an empire, a province, a mixture of false religions, or false religions started by Nimrod, Genesis 11, verse 1 to 9. Ham, that wicked son of Noah, was the father of Cush, who in turn was the father of Nimrod. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 22, Ham delighted in seeing his father's nakedness, and Noah cursed his lineage in verse 25. Thus, Babylon connotes a cursed and confused people resulting in a cursed conglomeration of religions called Babylon the Great, the mother of Halos or Mystery Babylon. We shall dwell on that later. Babylon as a city was situated in the area of the rivers 
Tigris and Euphrates occupied by present-day Iraq. Any wonder why Iraq is such a wicked nation today? Babylon as an empire is described as the head of gold in Daniel's prophetic image. Remember, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream of an image. He was confused. He called all the wise men in the kingdom to come and give interpretation, not good. But Daniel was right there to give the answer as God had revealed to him. So in Daniel chapter 2, 31 to 38, we, we read about this prophetic image. It succeeded Assyria Empire, that is Babylon. Babylon as an empire succeeded the Assyria Empire and was in turn succeeded by Middle Persian Empire. Yes. So we are seeing Babylon as a city. We are seeing Babylon as an empire. And now let's talk about Babylon as a province. Babylon as a province is described in Daniel chapter 2, 48 to 49. Babylon is also used as a symbol of opposition to God. Symbol of opposition to God. Talking about Babylon. Revelation 14, verse 8. Most importantly, Babylon, as mystery Babylon, unquote, is a mixture of all religions at the end time. Made up of false Protestants, denominations, the Catholics, false Jews, and other religions. Together as one world church, this system will become the first bride of the Antichrist. Revelation chapter 17, verses 1 to 5. Also, Revelation 18, verse 4. Of greatest importance today is Mystery Babylon. There are two aspects to it. The religious Babylon is described in Revelation chapter 17. While the commercial Babylon is described in Revelation chapter 18. So there is the religious Babylon and there is the commercial Babylon in contemporary times. Revelation 17 and Revelation 18. In Revelation 17, this Babylon is described as the mother of all halos, talking about spiritual halotry. 
the mother of all false religion, Mystery Babylon the Great, is made up of all false religion you can think of, there, including false Protestant denominations, Catholicism, Hedonism, Paganism, Hinduism, and all these isms you can think of. There are thousands of religions in the world today, but the Antichrist wants to bring world peace, unquote. And the strategy they are adopting is to make all these religions to come together as one so that peace will reign. In this Antichrist one world church that is coming up and is actually called the Mystery Babylon in Revelation 17, 1 to 5. We are not going to mention Acts chapter 4 verse 12, for example. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says that there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved apart from the name Jesus. Such will be regarded as controversial and will be removed from the new Bible that the Antichrist will make available to the whole world. So if you got a Bible now, please get to know your Bible. Get to study your Bible. Delight in studying and meditating upon the Word of God. Because the time is coming. The Antichrist system will take away the true Bible and give a so-called Bible that will please all religion. But one thing I assure you, Scripture that says that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior will be cleanly removed. Why? Because it will become controversial. They will say that it's not only Jesus that is the Savior, that there are so many ways. Some people say there are so many ways to climb to the mountain top. It must not be true one path. You can pass that side, you can pass that side. But that is falsehood. That is not true. John chapter 14 verse 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by him. That's Jesus Christ. He's the only mediator. There's no other mediator. Jehovah of Old Testament is Jesus Christ of New Testament. There's only one God. He manifests as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. One God. The religious Babylon joins up with political power and government of the world under the Antichrist. Mystery Babylon, also called Babylon the Great, reaches her height as the harlot woman in Revelation chapter 17. It is a mixture of all false religions of the world. Hedonism, Paganism, Papalism, Napostate Protestantism. It is the counterfeit of true Christianity. That's what Babylon, Mystery Babylon, the Great represents. Remember, we are talking about the topic. What indeed is Babylon? So when you mention Babylon, are you talking of Babylon as an empire? 
Are you talking of Babylon as a province? Are you talking of Babylon as a as a, a religious system or the amalgamation of all false religions at the end time? What indeed is Babylon? Now it is counterfeit Christianity that is um, the all the false religions come together, constitute mystery Babylon or call Babylon the Great. The foolish virgins are Christians. They will be part of this mystery Babylon church because they won't believe the true word of God. But I don't want to be among the foolish. What about you? You have the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. I want to be among the wise. May the Lord give me grace. May the Lord give you grace to be among the wise in Jesus' name. But those who are foolish, they will not take it to the total truth of the word of God. And so they will join this mixture. Imagine Pentecostals going to, to worship with Muslims together, worship with pagans together, Babalawus, you know, and all. Think about, in fact, Satanists, because all these are religion, but they have all now been globalized and become one. The world is desperately preparing for that so that you will not have Christianity. They want to diminish Christianity. They don't want people to talk about Jesus alone as the Lord and Savior. But that is delusion. May you not fall prey to this evil delusion of the false amalgamation of all false religion in Jesus' name. Amen. The foolish virgins are described in Revelation chapter 7, verse 14. You want to be among the wise virgins? The wise virgins will be among those that will go up in the translation or rapture. I just want to make this one clear. Those that are called foolish virgins in Matthew 25, 1 to 10, they are not false, actually. The false, the foolish virgins, they are virgins, meaning that they are being washed with the blood of Jesus. But for one reason or the other, they are not full of the Holy Spirit. And like we are told in that parable, the wise had extra oil. Whatever it is, my brother, my sister, to have extra oil. And that's talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Please go for it. It's not also enough to have the Holy Spirit. Oh, I can speak in tongues. Praise God. Or maybe not only speaking in tongues, you have other gifts of the Spirit. As in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's not enough. What there is missing? When you have the Spirit of God, you need to allow the Spirit of God to lead you and to guide you in all your day-to-day -day decisions. Romans 8 verse 14 says, 
As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Amen. So be sure that when you have the Holy Spirit, you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. When you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, Holy Spirit will not lead you to evil things. Holy Spirit will not lead you to commit sin, the works of the flesh. No. Holy Spirit will guide you to develop the fruit of the Spirit. And you'll be an effective and able representative of the Lord Jesus Christ as his ambassador on this planet Earth. Wherever you are, you become Christ-like. Because you are filled with the Spirit, and you are led by the Spirit, and you walk in the Spirit. Remember, Enoch walked in the Spirit. His ways pleased the Lord, and God took him up. Hebrews 11, verse 5. Enoch was translated, I should not say that. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You and I can please God today by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God for the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, it was difficult to go and obey the laws. There were so many laws to obey. But thank God in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit has been given to us. Not only to enable us to speak in tongues, but to enable us to overcome the flesh. Philippians 2 verse 13 tells us that God, you can read it, just read it on your own. That God gives give, give us the mind, the desire to please him. And with the same Holy Spirit, it gives us the power to overcome sin and to live a life that is pleasing unto God. Is it possible to live a life that is pleasing unto God? Yes. Jesus lived a life that is pleasing unto God. Apostle Paul lived a life that was pleasing unto God. In fact, all the apostles except Judas Iscariot, you know, they follow God faithfully. They serve God faithfully. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I can live to please the Lord today. We are not going to gratify the, the works of the flesh, the lust of the flesh. But by the grace of God, we overcome every temptation, every temptation of lust, every temptation of lust of the eyes, pride of life, and all the like, we overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit. We only need to allow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the foolish virgins, but they, are, they, they didn't go all the way. You know, they are oil leaked out. That's what it means. The oil was not enough. Till the very last moment, Jesus Christ will come. So that's why we must not relax. That's why we must not be complacent. That's why we must be zealous in reading, in studying, in fasting, in praying, and seeking the face of God, and seeking to have a closer walk with God. So that we'll be full of this oil, be full of this anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Still talking about the foolish virgins. Remember I told you in Revelation 7, verse 14, they are described. And they are going to be here after the rapture. They'll, be, they'll face the temptation, you know, to take the mark of the beast. Which today, personally, I believe is going to be a digital mark on the forehead or on the right hand. Without which you cannot have any financial transaction. 
That's what mystery Babylon religion will bring with one world government under the Antichrist. May that not be our portion. The foolish virgins, like I told you, they are Christian quite all right. Very far that they are foolish does not mean that they will not make heaven. Nobody has ever said that. In Revelation 7, verse 14, you find that they serve God day and night. The Lord God shall dwell among them. Revelation 7, verse 14. They are arrayed in white robes. Revelation 7, verse 13. And they shall reign with Christ a thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 4. The only difference is that they were not ready when the bridegroom came. And so they were left behind to face grace and intense persecution such as the world has never seen under the great tribulation. The very fact that they are foolish virgins does not mean that they are not going to heaven. If they keep their faith, if they hold on to the, the faith that they have, but it will mean many will have to pay the supreme price. They'll be killed. Thank God for Luke 21 verse 36. He said we should watch and pray. So that will be accounted worthy to escape all these evil things that are coming upon the world shortly. So brothers and sisters, it's an hour to be sober. It's an hour to really take our Christian calling seriously and to be able representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever you may be, in your office, in your workplace, your community, you know, just wherever you find yourself, be an ambassador for Jesus. Live a life that is pleasing unto him. Amen. We are talking about what indeed is Babylon. The foolish virgins are genuine Christians, but being not ready at the translation time, they means the rapture. The foolish virgins are also described in Revelation 12 verse 17 as the remnant of her seed. That's the true seed of God which keep the commandment of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. For your information, the woman clothed with the son in Revelation 12 represents the true church made up mainly of the man-child, verse 5, and the remnant. Both make it to heaven and rule with the Lord Jesus Christ. The man-child represent those that make the rapture, while the remnant refers to the tribulation sense. That's the sense that will be left behind. That's the foolish virgins. So not all Christians will go in the rapture. Some wise, some foolish. But thank God we don't know and understand so that we pursue righteousness that will be among the first fruits, will be among the wise virgins. So don't be complacent, my brother. Don't say, oh, I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. I can speak in tongues. I even have the gifts of the Spirit. I can pray for you and they receive healing. That's not enough. Holy living is cardinal to preparing for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't just rely on the charisma, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You need to have the character of Christ. The character of Christ represented by the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23.
We need to have this fruit developed in us. They are not gifts. But by the grace of God, by power of the Holy Spirit, we can develop them. For example, patience. Do you say, oh, that brother is gifted with the gift of patience? Or that sister is gifted with the gift of patience? No. You learn to have patience. When you overcome temptations, when pressure comes against you to sin, you say, no, I need to be patient. I need to have self-control. Holy Spirit will help you. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. It follows, therefore, that even though some true Christians are tricked into the massive confederation at the end, out of which eventually some will make up the Antichrist bride, that's the fallen church. Others will discover after the rapture they shouldn't have joined the one world church of the end time, the one world church, the one world government will fuse together. But first of all, all false religion will seek to mingle with true Christianity. That shouldn't be. We shouldn't be part of it. Bible says we should come out of her, my people. Revelation 18 verse 4. Come out of her, my people. Because desolation are determined upon the on mystery Babylon during the great day of the Lord in time of the great tribulation. God will judge the Antichrist system. So you don't need to go into the Antichrist system. You don't need to be a part of the Antichrist system. The message to the bride is come out of her my people revelation 18 verse 4 please read it the bible will be changed finally and another one given for the catholics jews protestants which is the word of the beast i told you about that earlier church and state will be united together a law will be passed no more preaching or praying for the sick and a mark issued to get out will cost many their life, but scores will flee to the wilderness. Many will flee to the wilderness, where God's angels protect them. You see, they were foolish virgins. They were trapped like Eve. The wise virgins foresaw this and prayed and stored their oil, sealed by God and raptured or translated or caught up. Because they did not agree with this massive confederation, that is why they'll be persecuted and the Lord will take them up. If some of the good protestant system join this merging, God will class them as foolish. This is what the man of God, near Frisby, said in an article he wrote, Confidential to the Brides. Brethren, Ah, uh, we are in the end time. Beware of this confederacy of churches. Our unity should be based on the word of God. I know in Revelation, in uh, John chapter 17, the Lord prayed for unity of church. And often time when we are praying, say, yeah, unity, let us be united. Thank God for unity. But it does not mean compromising the word of God. Our unity should be based upon the word of God. That's what we call the doctrine of Christ. The cardinal principles upon which Christianity stands today. If we neglect those principles, 
and in the name of unity, we compromise our faith and join with the falling Protestant denominations, Hedonism, Hindus, and the Buddhists, then we'll be classed foolish. Don't join this confederacy. Please, if you're already trapped in it, seek to come out. Ask God to help you because you are going in the very wrong direction. Some people started very well. They are compromising by joining this system. Possibly for money and fame. But they will tell you, for the peace of the world. You want to bring an artificial kind of peace to the world? Peace that cannot last? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It's only Jesus that can bring real peace. If you are talking of a world where there is real peace, then wait for the millennium. For 1,000 years, Jesus Christ will reign with his saints and there will be truth, there will be righteousness, there will be peace all over the earth. For now, we are in the spiritual kingdom. You can shine your own corner and shine in mine. We can determine how we live, even in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Because we belong to the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ is our king. He is the Lord of laws. He is in control. This, however, depends on you allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. If Jesus Christ is your Lord, then allow the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide you. Holy Spirit will not compel a man to do anything. Therefore, brothers and sisters, yield yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. He loves you dearly and he's been sent to help you. He's our helper. He's our standby. Our unity should be based on the word of God. The unity Jesus prayed for is not for this kind of end time amalgamation of good and evil, but that's John chapter 17 verse 11. Egos walk or move alone. Are you an ego saint? Beware of any unity that results in compromise of the word of God. True unity should and must be based on the word of God only. This one is important and that's why I spent so much time explaining it. I say in the name of unity, all of us come together. And then you forgot the name of Jesus Christ. You are not permitted to use the name of Jesus Christ because of peace, so-called peace. And specifically, the Bible says that a man of peace will come, a man who, who will promise peace, 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 peace. He will come and deceive many. He will deceive many by promising peace, 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 peace. So watch out. Watch the news and watch people, watch people say about peace, 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 peace. Very far that you want peace, accept Jesus Christ to your heart. If you want world peace, then let Jesus reign. But I know in this present age, until translation takes place, this is not our home yet. In the millennium, we are going to reign with Christ Jesus for 1,000 years to be a reign of peace and justice universally. So we need to understand this very well. We have thus seen that Mystery Babylon is the united church system of the end time into which some would be tricked into joining, but discover too late that they shouldn't have done so. 
To be for one is to be for arm. Stay out of anything that brings you to like ecumenism, all ecumenical movement that seek to bring all kinds of religion, witches and wizards with Christians can have fellowship. That is certainly not of God. And that's not the unity that Christ prayed for. This amalgamation, amalgamated union of churches, beware of it. Beware of anything ecumenism. Stay out. Stay glued to Jesus and his word. This is the remedy. This is the way out. Desire to make it in the first flight, the rapture of the saints. Aim for the best. Aim for the rapture. You can make it in Jesus' name. Because... Luke 21, verse 36 tells us that we should watch and pray so that we'll be accounted worthy to escape all the evils that are coming upon the world. They are soon coming. On a lighter note, on a lighter note, uh -huh. some people, some brethren think that proper Church management and administrative principles are Babylon. Please take note of this. See what we have been talking about Babylon, it's a province, it's a city, as an empire, as a religious system, as an amalgamated union of all false religions in the world. And now there are some of us, some Christians, who use this terminology to describe church administration and church management. This is a wrong use of the word Babylon. Remember the topic has been, what indeed is Babylon? This is erroneous, and such people should know that it is proper to set up a good administration in the church. For this reason, some think a church should not be registered with the government. For the same reasoning, some brethren have. A church should not have a signboard, for example. You say, oh, that's Babylon. A church should not dress corporate, at least the preachers. That is Babylon, etc., etc., etc. To even be the structure of worship, where people can worship like a church building, is even considered Babylonish. Some people still have this idea of it today as I'm talking to you. From the detailed study of the word Babylon above, we see what Babylonish, what Babylon is. Anything Babylon is evil and is anti-God. Babylon seeks to replace the true worship of God with counterfeit Christianity. Brethren, Hold fast to that which is good and discard all that is false and counterfeit. First John chapter 4 verse 1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try every spirit to prove that which is correct. Because there are many false prophets gone into the world, deceiving people today. Many people under different guys say, I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm a bishop. They call themselves by various titles. Many, many are out to deceive. It's only when you are conversant with the word of God, you'll be able to know 
that some people are in error. Signs and wonders that you see, some of them are fake. There's the genuine, there's the counterfeit. So if somebody is so full of anointing, share the person's private life. Does the person have of integrity? Is the person Christ-like? Does his or her way resemble the way of Christ? Those are the things we need to check when we are trying to prove who is true prophet and who is false prophet. Don't hide under the guard. Ah, you shall not judge them. Judge not so that you not be judged. If you are not able to judge the, the right from the wrong, how will you not commit evil with the foolish? So you should have discretion. Judge not so that you not be judged means don't be critical. Don't be a fault finder. There are some people who are so much concerned about fault finding in other people, but in the sense full of uh, dead men's bones. They have a lot of uh, ills and sin in their life. But instead of checking that, instead of uh, repenting of that and asking God to take absolute control, they find fault with other people. That's the critical spirit that Jesus condemns. Otherwise, Jesus expects us to have church discipline. People who err in the church, they are disciplined. It is biblical. It is scriptural. So, say, judge not so that you not be judged. Somebody's in error. You leave it. Oh, so you should not judge you. You just need to understand the scriptures. If a brother is in error, Bible says in the spirit of love, bring that person to see the right thing in the spirit of humility. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. If you want to correct somebody, for example, make sure you yourself, you are free from the sin. You are, you are seen in another person. In the spirit of meekness, humility, correct one another. That's what the Bible says. What indeed is Babylon? It is Babylon. It is Babylonian to allow human spirit to rule the church instead of the spirit of God. There's what we call human spirit, the spirit of man. You just see it that this is human spirit. This is not God's spirit. When God is leading, they will silence the spirit of God and do what they want to do for selfish reasons. We should not be involved in that. Be spirit-filled and be led by the Spirit of God. Check your belief system, my brother, my sister. Is there any false doctrine? Is there any false belief or tradition that is anti-word of God? Are you filled? Are you baptized in the Holy Ghost? Ask yourself. It is when you are spirit-filled spirit led that you can worship God acceptably John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth there is orderliness or there should be orderliness in the house of God 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 40 Good administration and good management is from God. 
flee from falsehood and wrong retrogressive beliefs. And I want you to know that what we are talking about today is for enlightenment. What indeed is Babylon? So don't just see something, a, a church management, church administration as Babylon. That is wrong use of the word Babylon. The Bible says we should run away from the amalgamated union of churches at the end time. One world church made up of Christians, pagans, um, and all false religion, witches and wizards will be there. All in the name of peace. Please, think carefully. And if you have put your leg in this uh, one word God, one word church, remove your leg. Revelation 18 verse 4 says, Come out of her, my people. This is talking about the Antichrist system now. Come out of her, my people, so that you will not be judged along. They surely shall be judged. During the Great Tribulation, the Lord shall judge the Antichrist system. So don't be a part of the Antichrist system. Don't be a part of what will make God, you know, angry at that time. Rather, be a part with God. Take part with Jesus. Because when Jesus Christ comes, the second time is coming with his bride and is coming with the angels to judge the Antichrist system. May the Lord give you grace. May the Lord give us grace to be watchful, to be ready, and to have a closer walk with God at this end time. Brothers and sisters, we have talked today about what indeed is Babylon. You may want to read or find out more about related subjects to this. You can go to my YouTube channel. Just search John Agamemnon. And then you see my videos. There are some on leadership and there are some on the rapture, the millennium, and many other subjects in the word of God. Please when you check out my channel, like it and subscribe to it so that anytime we have any video released, you will be duly informed. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord uphold you. May the Lord preserve you blameless spirit, soul, and body unto his coming in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 15, well, verse 25 there, say that in the midst of a crooked and perversation, we should shine as light. The power has been given to us to live holy life. Without holiness, no man can see God. That you'll be rapturable is my prayer. May the Lord bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.